again tomorrow mm-hmm. okay <laughs> did you just say what was that it's my intro that was terrible hello people we are back again with such a somber topic today Mm-mm. this topic is just wretched Mm-mm. just wretched welcome to her and her show where is that energy Hello, hi, hello, hi, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always five stiletto nails go this way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over you today, okay? Get it together, okay? Get it together. Listen, I got um, I have things going on <laughs> today. <laughs> need a need a couple of. Uh, you know, a couple mm-hmm. swigs or something special. Maybe. Should have gave you some brandy. Would have warmed you up, baby. Would have warmed you up. Warmed me up and knocked me down. Well, uh, we're back again for another episode of Her and Her. Mm-mm, this is terrible. Where can they find Her and Her? Uh, our Instagram name is Her and Her Podcast. Our SoundCloud name, username is Her and Her Podcast. And you can find us on the iTunes podcast platform at her and her podcast make sure you fight you excuse me i can't even freaking talk see if i whom to <laughs> make sure you follow subscribe like and share with people we know meet and love that was your um african translation or was that creole mm, definitely wasn't creole it was my <laughs> african translation i guess it was my native tongue oh i feel you girlfriend well Today, we're going to cover the subject of sexual harassment. We're going to talk about some personal uh, experiences we've had with it in and out of the workplace. And just some general um, concepts and a little bit of factual information that we actually found out about women and sexual harassment and misogyny and that... uh, that actually surrounds that whole concept. Like, did you know that 71% of women who are sexually harassed never ever report it? In the workplace? Mm hmm. That's a huge number. Like, that they never say anything. And of course, like, at the end of the day, though, one, your job is gonna be on the line, and how are your peers gonna view you? Like, that whole reporting sexual harassment in itself, like, the policy and procedures that surround that, I think also is very lackadaisical in the workforce. I don't think people actually make it a thing, like, so that it's a comfortable environment, that they reiterate it to know that it's not it's not tolerated. Like, there should be a whole, like, 
mini workshop about mm-hmm. it in the workplace because I think if you know that your work does not tolerate this behavior, I think you're going to feel less um, inclined to do it. You know what I mean? But if you, you know, culturally, it's something that we brush under the table. And also in other cultures, like, you know, especially in certain rap cultures or in the black community, like, we say certain things and it just, you don't think it's harassment because it's something that you've heard as as a young girl till now. Mm -hmm. And you just didn't think anything of it because you just thought that that's just how men are. That's just how guys are. But you ever had that moment or time when you, like, walk into the store and you're like, damn, you see a bunch of dudes outside and you're like, I do not want to walk in this store right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to know why you feel that way? Because every time you pass by, you're feeling sexually harassed. Mm-hmm. But you don't identify those things. You just feel like, I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with the cat calling. I don't want to deal with, Yo, you don't want to talk to me. And then they call you out your name. But that's exactly what it is. But we're so culturally bound to certain things that we can't even identify what they are in a real in a real way anymore. Right. Um, so yeah, that was a little bit of us getting into the topic, of course. But that's pretty much our rundown and the essence of what we're going to be talking about today, because I feel like it's such um, it's such an, a, a huge thing that's happening in the forefront now. And so many women are coming forward about really, like, respected men in the industry, men of power. And I think half of the world is like, when is this going to be over? Like, if one more woman comes out and points her finger, I'm over it. And then the other half of the world is just, like, celebrating, congratulating, you know, standing up for women, women, women in power. Like, and so it's a clear line in distinction. I think the hard part mostly is because the the people who feel like okay one more one one more one more one more is because of the timing. And I think like a lot of women took a long time to come out and say something because at the time they just felt like I'm I did re- I I worked really hard to get to this place or um, no one's going to respect me anymore in my workplace. Um, I'm going to make my workplace uncomfortable, and everyone knows that's where you spend most of your time. So I can see why a woman decided not to do it. But I feel like if you feel this strongly 10, 15, 20, 30 years later, because now that's not a subject of interest, like that's not an issue for you now at the workplace because you're probably either maybe not even in that career anymore or maybe you're so solidified in it that this won't this won't hurt you in any way shape or form but the timing is what's making people feel like do I stand behind you can I trust what you're saying did this really happen to you or are you just jumping on the bandwagon because you want to bring some uh, bring another man down so i think that one we have to remember that if this is your story and we pray to God that it's a truthful story that we just have to support to support the women that are there and support them through it. Now, does it have to be done in a certain kind of way when you choose not to say something for 20 years? I believe so. But what happened to you is what happened to you. And the severity of what it is depends on the person because one woman, a man could just make a, a sexual joke to her and she feels distraught. Like, can't go on, can't talk, can't function at her job, will, like, change what she wears. I mean, just from a a conversation. And one woman 
can literally like we just listened to a woman that was just recanting a couple of stories about sexual harassment and one lady she was like sitting in the back of a car and a guy literally took her her neck and pushed her head into his crotch now there's levels of sexual harassment but you don't know how that's going to um change that person's life and i think it's a really sad 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 thing that men in particular in this situation because you know that's just what we're talking about at the moment Mm -hmm that um you you find that to be okay and i'm not saying that the man who just makes a gesture versus a man who actually was physical towards you is is anyone worse you know more or less than the other um but for a man to actually get physical like that to me and i don't mean like i don't mean rape i mean like sexual misconduct sexual harassment groping gestures looks anything that makes you feel less powerful you know anything that's taking away your confidence making you feel less of a woman Mm -hmm. making you feel like you want to crawl into your skin um what makes you think that that's okay like it's okay for me to do this to you walk away and be fine with it and i feel like it's something that's been ingrained in you i feel like it's something that your father has done and your father has done and the men that you've been around has done. And along with power and money, you feel like the world is yours and you can have whatever you want. Especially men that, me personally, aren't lookers. Mm -hmm. I feel like 90% of the men who the women were like, oh, this person did this to me, this person, they, 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 I'm sorry, they're not pleasing to the eye. So now you feel like, well, I could pay for it. Or I could force it and make somebody do what I want them to do because now I have power. Mm-hmm. So if you want this position, you want this job, you want this whatever, then this is what you got to do for it. Yeah, I don't know. I <clears throat> I am a person who I, I'm all for tell your truth, tell your truth. I have no issue with that. Um, I do have an issue with the influx during this time. And I know it's probably like you see other people, it gives you courage to speak out and speak up. But in the same breath, it's like, okay, we out these people, we out these dirty men, and then what? And then moving forward, okay, you put fear in some of them. There's still going to be a lot of it going on. There's still going to be a lot of it. So as women, what are we going to do to prevent it besides speaking out? Are you going to... Um, create organizations that go out to corporate companies and teach seminars um, that require uh, their employees to everyone to take a sexual harassment course or seminar because people don't, a lot of times, not to say that the men don't know what they're doing, but a lot of times you don't realize that things are fall under the, 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 guy, the, the lines of sexual harassment. You're making jokes, you're, you're saying stuff and you don't realize, like, you're making a woman uncomfortable or a man. But I don't know. I feel like tell your truth, that's what it is. I do think that you should tell it um, when it happens because you never know. Like, you could have been the one that sparked the change years ago. You know what I mean? That gave another woman courage to speak up and say, it happened to me. But everything happens when it's supposed to, so I guess. So you feel like it's an epidemic at this point? I do, but I'm not going to take away anybody's truth. So for me, it's just like, if that's when, if that's when you uh, decide to say it, say it. But I just feel like, God, like it's, 
I do feel like, is another person going to come out and say something? Like, it's like every single day, and it's almost as if, like, it's every single man. It's crazy. I mean, part of me feels like um, it's a lot of it, definitely. And then, but when it starts to hit home, like, oh, my gosh, him? I love him. I watch him on this. I watch him on that. Or, you know, someone someone is, uh, every person that has been, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Every person that has been, uh, you know, women that have come out to say like that particular person. No, I don't want to say accused, but I guess we can use accused. But every person, every man, because most of them were men, every man that's been accused of sexual harassment Mm -hmm. has, um, has touched one person or another. Like, I get, I guarantee you the first couple, you were just like, oh, shit, okay. You know, so most of it was politics, people in political power. And then as it started to trickle down into, you know, entertainment cultures and things of that nature, then now we look at it like, oh, my gosh, him too, him too. So it's crossing all barriers. And I think it's incredibly important because you don't want the world to think, oh, sexual harassment only happens in this sector of the world or only, only in, in this. Hollywood or yes. only politics. Right. And I think that it's important that we've, we're seeing that it, it crosses all masses, all, all jobs. You know, it's, it's never, it's never, it's no, no place is going to be um, excluded. You know what I mean? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It doesn't matter if you work in an ice cream shop, like somebody's going to come in there, think you're cute, make a gesture that's unnecessary. You know what I mean? And I also think that there's a clear distinction when a man is trying to, you know, talk to you or persuade you to to date you or whatever versus when he's just straight up disgusting, you know? So, but as women too, I think you need to understand the difference. No, that's true. I understand. Um, Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It's tricky. This whole thing is tricky to me because it's like they say eight out of 10 women are sexually harassed in public places. So on the street, Maybe in the store somewhere, wherever you are, a public place. So it happens a lot. But we as women, we already carry, and I understand of women speaking out because for the simple fact that when you go to work, it's work. Um, We have the burden every day of walking around and, and we can't do certain things because we have to be careful. We have to, oh, don't, don't go to a party by yourself. Don't go to a bar by yourself. Don't walk late at night. You always have the fear of somebody trying to rape you take you like we have to walk around with that every single day so to be at work and to feel like that even more it's like I can understand that being a lot and you want it to end but I think also like maybe if women were women in positions of power um were super supportive of other women maybe women wouldn't be so afraid to speak up in their workplace and potentially lose their job you know what I mean because then we create a network of women who know if I speak up my sister has my back Absolutely. I totally agree. And I think that's what it essentially is supposed to be this platform that we're seeing. You know what I mean? I think essentially that's what it is. That's that whole campaign of me too. That's what it was designed to do, you know, because I think the reason why the percentage is so high in the workplace is because you don't feel like that. You don't. and, And, and you're not talking to your other girlfriend or your other colleague about it because 
You don't want gossip to go around. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to get spread and somebody else thinks you're talking about it and da da da. And next thing you know, it's like it's turned into something you're not looking for. So no one is talking about it. It's like the, it's like the elephant in the room, right? But I feel like in all of this, I'm that's why I said I'm okay with you telling your truth, whatever. But I feel like there needs to be a call to action or some kind of like network, maybe the people who are victims of sexual harassment, create a network of your um, professional contacts, a network where, say, like some kind of, I don't know, something like a network where if you you lost your job because you spoke out, we have a network of women that can help you. You know what I mean? Like, say if that was your situation, like I feel like there needs to be some type of like follow-up. We're telling our truth. I support you. Now, what's the follow-up? Like, how are we going to create change? Besides speaking up. Mm-hmm. And I hope that the, that this is what this whole campaign will eventually do, change laws. Because that's really where you want it to go. Privately in your workplace is definitely going to be changing for that that magnitude of people. But if it's not a state law, if it's not something that can change on a huge platform, then... People are going to continue to do this because they think they can get away with it. Let's be real. Human resources ain't doing enough. No, they're not. I mean, you, you, human resources be two people. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, half of you, one of you looking filing benefits and the other one's cutting checks. They're not reporting nobody's sexual harassment. Okay, what did he do? Are you sure that's what happened? Like, mm-hmm. I guarantee you the questions isn't even, like, assuring mm-hmm. or making you feel like this is a safe place. You know what right. I mean? But let's jump into um, She's Gotta Have It. I know that you watched it and you really enjoyed it. And I know you wanted to talk about it in reference to our topic today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you mentioned, um, I mean, a lot of things that that whole show, it can touch on so many topics in so many different ways, shapes, and forms. Mm-hmm. Um, some clean lines, some blurred, but... But in regards to the whole sexual harassment thing, like, well, if anyone, I don't know if everyone, whoever's listening, I don't know if you guys are familiar with She's Gotta Have It. It is um, the 2017 recreation of a Spike Lee film. Um, it's on Netflix. It's a really good series. It's about a woman um, who is sexually fluid. She's pansexual. Um, and she's just living her life in, within the terms that she creates for herself and for the people she's involved with. Um But there's one episode where, um, you know, she's living her best life. She goes to hang out with her best friend and she's leaving her best friend's house pretty late at night. Um, and she's walking and a guy starts a cat calling at her and, um, you know, she was, she wasn't having it. Like she wasn't here for it. And he like hemmed her up and like grabbed her by her wrist in a very rough manner and like cursed her out. I was like, bitch, nobody want to talk to you anyway. And it kind of, it really shook her up. Like the fact that he was aggressive with her, he was rude to her. Um, and he like, like over-sexualized her and just made her feel like she just like a piece of meat and just dirty. Um, and that like had like a domino effect throughout her life. Like the episodes that followed, like she was scared. Um, what would you? What other emotions would you say she experienced? But do you remember when she, uh, when it happened to her? She just like she got out and then she like ran home and then like started crying. And do you remember like um, I forgot who she was talking to? Oh yeah, she went to go do the walkthrough 
for an art show she was going to do. And so she's talking to her friend and then all of a sudden someone um someone comes in the door and she gets frightened off guard and she turns around and just starts yelling. Mm-hmm. That's why I said it had like the domino effect yeah. on her life. And like. and she didn't realize like later on after that she was like, "Wow, I didn't realize like it affected me like this. Mm-hmm. Like I I had to connect the dots cuz that that just brings me back to my point that sometimes you don't even know that you held on from some, you don't even know that that's what that was maybe at the time. Like it was going to affect you like that. Like it didn't, until you saw it show up in another part of your life, you were like, Oh shit. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is real. Like this, this really scared me. I was really frightened. Like this could have happened. This could have been like elevated to a whole nother level. Like, and now shit, I got to process this because it's, it's making me be outside of myself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I think we don't, men don't realize either, like, the the severity of, like, things like catcalling. We don't, most people wouldn't think that that's sexual harassment. They just think they're trying to, like, holler at you. Mm-hmm. But it's very, it's, it makes you very uncomfortable. I wish that men could feel what we feel when we go through those situations. You know what used to ultimately piss me off about the catcalling? the women who would turn around and answer. Mm. Well, do you think like that's why men continue to do it because someone always responds, whether it's one out of 10? I mean, you know, men are like dogs and I'm not saying that like literally, you know, the kind I mean like, you know, a a dog will continue to bang his head Mm -hmm. because he feels like they opened the door once before in 1920. So I'm going to keep doing this because somebody might do it again. So, yes, that's very possible in that sense. They're very relentless beings. But um, I, I'm i more pissed off at the woman who turns around. Because I feel like, not to say it's right, but men are so sexually driven that I feel like they almost can't help it. Yeah. Women now, you're we're not designed that way. So you know the difference. And you also know, like, let's get real. Like you want to say, oh, I met this dude because he he was um whistling and meowing and doing all kinds of shit on the side of the road, and I decided to turn around. Like that's that's what you want. I don't know. Just for me, I just feel like so you'll pick up anything off the street if right. you're willing to like, like you you were walking on your way. He started to whistle. That 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 was like something inviting to you. You turned around and gave him the time of your day from whistling. He didn't even say hi, beautiful. Hey, I just wanted to stop you and just tell you how beautiful I would really love to like talk to you. Not like no, you didn't think that that would have been a better. But you know, some some women don't know the difference, and that that brings us back to culture. Like, you know, if you're a girl who who grew up in New York, in the city, and you was going to the corner store, that's probably how ha- you met half your boyfriends. Was off the street, niggas cat calling you and talking to you. And you didn't feel you didn't think it was nothing wrong with that because that was the nature of your environment, son. So. I don't know. So it's a lot of it's a lot of cultural lines and sexual lines and gender. I, I didn't look at it as sexual harassment for a very long time. I just looked at it as men that just that's just yeah, definitely don't know how to really approach a woman, mm-hmm. and that's just they from the hood, and that's just how they that's how they mm-hmm. communicate, you yep. know. But when I um, living in New York, like I wouldn't. I just keep walking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I keep walking, and then I would have the situations where it'd be like, well, bitch, nobody want to talk to you anyway. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> man, she's not even that cute. Like, she's yep. acting stink or 
whatever. And I, I used to be like, oh my God, like how that escalated so quickly. Like what other aggression will you, will you show? Like what's next? And I think it's, it's just, it's crazy to me. Like it's really crazy. Like people don't realize, like just chill out. First of all, <clears throat> when you decided to sing, yo ma, yo ma, and she didn't answer you. You now, in turn, have decided to destroy her. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, now, at this point, when she didn't decide to feed into your ego, mm-hmm. your response was to destroy her. You you got deep-seated issues that I don't want right. no part of. Like, And you wanted me to feed your ego. No, uh, you're good, and I'm good, too. And I'm going to move on with life, because... I, I read deep into shit like that. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like, and I, of course, growing up in New York, that is what you did. Mm-hmm. Your mother, you just keep walking, hold your head straight, mm-hmm. put your headphones on. You don't hear nobody. You don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. It is what it is. 99% of the men that I've ever dated or been with has been in close proximities of my life. Mm-hmm. Like a friend. Uh, right. Uh, I know I met this person through this person's Not friend. Not off the street. Not, never. And I, and, I, and I'm nothing against people who do. You know what I mean? Like, because street doesn't necessarily mean literally on the street when no. you get to a certain point. You know what I mean? Like could have met at a bookstore, could have met here, right, could have met there. Right. But for me, I needed a certain comfort level. I needed to know and that was me at the time. Now it's different. You know, you got people DMing and meeting each other and falling in love and getting married and you know, the club is now not a a negative thing to meet people anymore. Like when I was growing up, you met a nigga in the club, they're like, Psh, "Good luck on that one." Like you where you where you meet him is where you're gonna lose him you know what i mean so a lot of you know that used to be such a a thing that women used to look down on but the roles have changed things have changed so much that dating the whole dating world is different you know but at the end of the day like she made a huge point about the whole cat calling concept Mm -hmm. too and she made these huge posters and she posted them everywhere um about you know don't, my name is not mom. My name is not baby girl. My name is not, not a bitch. bitch. Yeah, yeah. And it was a, it was a really like powerful. thing. It really was. It really was, and I I loved it. And I think she had like different images of women's faces mm-hmm. behind it and, and the words. Yeah. Um, but let's touch on the topic of um her black dress. How did you feel about that? Um, you can recap it if you want to, so they kind of know. What so after the incident. She wanted to empower herself, and her therapist told her, you know, to buy, maybe go buy yourself a little black dress. So she found a little black dress. It was very little. <laughs> it fit her body beautifully, though. Um, and she bought the dress, and she would wear the dress. And every time she would wear the dress, the men that she would go out with always had some kind of... Her three men in her life. The three men she mm. was involved with. <laughs> they all had some kind of um, reaction to the dress that she didn't receive quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was either... They wanted to cover her up mm-hmm. or um, they they blamed uh, negative things that were happening, like a fight over over her in a club. They blamed it on the dress or they just over-sexualized her and made her extremely uncomfortable. Um, and she just wanted the dress to be her feeling empowered and feeling like she didn't have to cover up to be safe. And she didn't have to hide her her femininity just so someone wouldn't be aggressive with her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was interpreted completely differently by the opposite sex. I think, too, like, and I totally, 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 totally agree with everything you just said. But 
I need women to to identify with who they are and who and who and the representation of that to the world. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is when they start not to align, you're confusing everyone. And I'm not saying it has to, but you need to be prepared for what the misalignment confuses the world and what you're going to receive in 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 response to that. So you're an overly sexual woman, you have multiple partners, multiple heterosexual, homosexual, you doing your thing. You 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 you, you pretty much let them know that this is how it works. I call you all of that. I mean, at some point, yeah, she you could tell that she had like a relationship with each with the three of them. But for the most part, it was a sexual relationship. So men don't know how to distinguish. Like, if this is all I am to you, you come to me with this with this very, very, very revealing small mm-hmm. dress. They're now feeling like how I, they're not going to ignore that. <laughs> Right. They're not like like if I wear something and my husband's like, oh babe, okay, you look real good in that. Like, he's my husband, but he if he says that to another woman, she could quickly feel uncomfortable. Correct, but he may not necessarily be saying it in a way that's trying to make you uncomfortable. But it's almost like I can't not see it. I can't not see it. You know what I mean? It's like so. I think another thing is like she just didn't receive the information either. I mean, one area when the dude was like they was at the restaurant, he literally was trying to like put his jacket over her, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think that should have been a... Com- like, I mean, they kind of did speak about it. She she referenced it and then kept it moving. But um, in the other aspects, like, some, like especially, okay, the guy that was the photographer, like, I get why she felt it after I started to think about it. I get why she felt um, uncomfortable because he started to, like, make her feel... He was over-sexualizing. Yeah, I get that. But... In his mind, he's like, we 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 do way more than this in the bedroom. And I think the thing is, she wasn't connecting the fact that right. the nature of all those relationships were sexual. sexual. Yep. So you cannot base what you're trying to, the image you're trying to put out, you can't base it off of those three men, honestly. No, you can't. You should have picked a random, a new mm-hmm. dude. That was strictly platonic. Right. There was no sexual right. energy, chemistry, Correct. and history. Like, Correct. Because that's just, and, and I mean... Like I said again, that's just a man's nature. And you have sex with him. Like, how else you want him to read this dress? I know what you would like. And I feel that I, I wish I wish that for you. This don't happen. <laughs> but let's be really honest about where we are in the world. You know what I mean? Like, And one little black dress isn't about to change the, the mind of a man. It's not. Yeah. Just isn't. You know what I mean? And I mean, I think she did well in, in some instances. Um, explaining her issue and concerns with the whole thing, but um, she was looking for something that she she was expecting something mm-hmm. that, that was her first mistake. Yeah, she had high expectations. Like, I love her confidence. I love every everything about like the essence of who she is. You know, just free and just living her best life and. Mm-hmm passionate about what she does and those things about her were just so powerful but you know with every human being we have flaws mm-hmm. and hers was a little black dress mm. <laughs> and her sexual fluidity too was just like something that you really 
you you got it, but then it was like, okay, where we're going with this? Mm-hmm. I felt like at some point, not to say that she was gonna pick one, but like, how long you gonna do this for? Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know. And then her whole like, she doesn't um she doesn't have out sex outside her loving bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't I don't know. I just had so many questions about the whole thing. And then, like, making them all sit at the table, I thought that was so unnecessary. First of all, me, I thought it was boss. She invited all three men to dinner and told them, this is my life. You're going to get with it or get lost. I just, I love the boss part about it. It was just, like, no fear that if they walked away, they walked away. Like, go. This is how I'm living my life. And you rock with it or you, you roll. I get, I get her point, but I don't know. I, I mean, how can I put it? Um, I don't need to make you uncomfortable for me to, for you to understand my life. Like, there was, nothing was accomplished at that table. That's the part that, like, pissed me off. Like, you did this, but for what? Because everybody, everybody, I mean, yes, y'all played around. Oh, yeah, think, that part did happen, right? I think she they played felt, around. and I think it made her happy, and I think that was, like, the, the the point of it. But didn't she already tell all three of them that she's dating other people? Other people, but she never, like, introduced them and told them, like, I want to, I'm either going to continue to see all three of you, and, like, these are the people that I'm I'm seeing. They just knew, like, we're not exclusive. And so I love that. It was about her. It wasn't really about, like, their comfort or... So what happens when you switch men? You do it again? Yeah, I guess if that's how she... If that's what makes her happy type of thing. Mm. I don't know. That's how I looked at it. But, yeah. I mean, listen. You, you do what... In life, you got to find your joy. Mm-hmm. That's my point. Yeah, that's how I feel. But, yes. Girl. Listen, in this life... Oh, I'll get I'll, I'll I'll explain that when I get to my quote of the day. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but I would like to move on to our her story and just uh, share a small caption of something that has happened to you in or out of the workplace that has made you like even maybe not in the moment that you knew it, maybe later on, or you did know in the moment you like, oh God, what do I do? Do I do nothing? And you've experienced some level of sexual harassment or misconduct or anything that made you feel like this is straight up wrong. And I don't want another woman to go through this. Um, did you want to go first or did you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay, shoot. I would say my story would probably be a time where I worked somewhere and there was a guy that worked there. He was a coworker, um, a colleague, and he would always stare at my lips when I wore lipstick and always like bite his lips and like when he talked to me like in a sexual manner and like always make references like girls' lips and I would just be so uncomfortable and like I would just look at him like ew but he never stopped and I didn't was he hard to look at too? hard to look up he was an older guy hmm. so it kind of made me feel like a little gross mm, like um, your father was doing it 
be grandfather, but um, <laughs> but I never realized that it was like a form of sexual harassment. You know mm. what I mean? Um, but yeah, that definitely happened. And then you know, just I guess catcalling, things like that. And my friends would like be like, oh, like if we would walk out somewhere, that that makes me more uncomfortable than the guy looking at my lips. But when I'm outside, like with my friends, and sometimes like they would be like. Oh, why don't you just why don't you just respond to the cat calling? Like, aren't you afraid like that the guys are gonna say something? Like, what what if they come over here? Like, what if they get aggressive? And I expect I'm not gonna live my life in fear and feel like I have to respond to something I don't appreciate. Living out of fear. Mm-hmm. But a lot of women think like that. Like, oh, that's a that's a um, that's a good a good uh, concept because I never thought of it like that. Like, you answer because you're in fear. Yeah, a lot of people do. Like, yeah, and I never, I never looked at that, uh, that that was an element of it. Mm-hmm. I never looked at like, oh, you, you turned around because you were scared that he was like going to do something to you. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I never looked at it like that. That was definitely eye opening just now. Because mm-hmm. I used to always think like, girl, you turn around because you too damn fast. Like, turn around. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, especially if that has been a situation for you, like your experience, like that you did that and then something happened to you. You're like, oh, man, I'm just going to answer every time now because mm-hmm. I don't want to go through it. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. Mm. What's your her story? Well, um, OK, so I was working somewhere and like. That we used to have contract um employees that would come and do like short-term jobs mm-hmm. and and I was like point of contact so you know most of the guys if they needed anything you know I was I was the first person they would come to you know so anything anything from uh where's the pencils to you know I need to I need travel arrangement you know mm-hmm. whatever um so you know I became familiar with all the guys and you know we had good relationships especially the ones that were like long-term contracts that were there for a while um you know they would just come randomly and just like oh I need a break from my work and just you know come and talk to me which was cool until one time (laughs) a like older older guy I mean like he probably at the time I was like 23 24 something like that And eventually, like, it went from just great conversations about just marriage and just life and just like, oh. And it took a sharp turn. Like, one of those, whoa, I didn't even see it coming kind of thing. And he would start saying things like, just like, oh, you're just so beautiful and da-da-da. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And then one day he came up to my desk with his phone and he like puts the phone up to me. Like he wants to take a picture and he goes, um, you should let me take a picture of you. And I said, no, I'm good. And I laughed and he goes, no, you should let me take a picture of you so I can look at it later. Ew. And when I tell you, like, I literally had to say, stop it. I don't feel comfortable with that. Like, and he goes, oh, you know, just I just wanted to take a picture. You know, I didn't mean to like, you know. I said, yeah, that makes me, you know, feel uncomfortable. I don't want to take take a picture. I don't know what you're doing with that. And 
you know, he kind of feel like you could tell like he kind of either didn't expect that response mm-hmm. or like something triggered to him like, oh shit, let me not do this. Like let me let me walk away or whatever. To this day, girl, I don't know if he hurried up and snapped the picture. I don't know what he was doing, but I know you was going home to pick open your 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 picture phone and start jacking off to my picture. I know that's what you was going home to do because you was a nasty old man and I figured that that's out. Disgusting. And I'm just like. Why would you just randomly come up to a woman and tell her you just want to take pictures of her? Why That's would you do that? Creepy. Like, and we're in the workplace. What What made you thought that that was okay? Mm-hmm. Because we had a couple of re- like conversations, and we, you know, I thought you were a really nice guy. Like, and when I tell you made a sharp left, like made a sharp left, like didn't see it coming, and I was like, t- and that ruined our relationship from I'm there on sure out because it, it was like it's I over. couldn't. But in his mind, it was like. I'm still going to kind of talk to you. And I'm, I'm now I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. So I was really excited when his contract was up and he had to go about his business because, mm. but, but that's what I'm saying. Like that one thing that you decided to do because you wanted to talk with your penis instead of your brain has now made somebody else's life completely uncomfortable because you had to do something that was uncalled for. Son. It, listen, sex is so cheap. I mean, you can go and pay for that. It's cheap. It's cheap. Whatever you need, whatever you want, okay? Hit the internet, go on the road, call a service. I mean, it's so free. There's options. women lined up that willing, that, willing, willing that don't have an issue or a problem with it. Women, men, dogs, cats, whatever you're looking for. You don't have to do that. But But that's the thing. It's not... You come to realize it's not a sexual thing. It's like, I want to have power over you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I want you to know that, like, I hold this over your head. Like, I could get what I want kind of thing. And that's the disappointing part. Mm. But Man. such is life. And mm-hmm. I probably this harassment has probably happened to me so many times. I would yeah. have to literally, like, sit down and really, really think about it. Mm-hmm. But that's sad, though. It is, definitely, without a doubt, man, without a doubt. I remember one time I kind of, like, someone kind of flipped harassment on me. Like, Mm -hmm. not, not, I don't know. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, did he, like, I was making him feel uncomfortable? I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I feel like him doing that made me feel like, should I, like, make myself small so that you don't feel, like, less confident or less of a man when I'm in your presence. Like I literally would used to see him like either he was attracted to me. And so when I was around, he would kind of like get enclosed, which would make me feel like, why are you responding like this? Why are you looking like this? Why are you acting like this? Like be normal. What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. And so I would kind of speak to him a certain kind of way. And I could tell he's like flustered. He's like, like, like externally, whatever's going on in his mind is coming out. And he would try to hold it together, but I could tell, like, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was my confidence. I don't know what it was, but something about me in his presence would make him feel, like, thrown off. Mm. And I'm like, did I, was that reverse harassment? No. <laughs> like, you know, like, what was going on? And then I'm like, I'm like, and why? And then I used to say to myself, why am I second-guessing who I am? Because you feel uncomfortable. Right. Like, I am who I am. Like, and you know, like, you know... In my head, I'm saying, like, we say these things to ourselves, like, you know that I don't 
that this is just who I am and whatever, whatever. But you don't know that. Right. Like, that person doesn't know that. They don't know any of these things. They might not think it's intentional, you know? Like, and this is why, I've, back to the point of, like, these things need to be very present in the workplace. Like, Yeah, I agree. And you need to be, and at the end of the day, women, like, we just have to always just be the confident, powerful beings that we are because we have so many things up against us in life. And a man is always going to use his penis to get ahead. Mm-hmm. Always. And there's no there's no competition in that sense. We just have to be the best fucking individuals that we are and rock it to the end. Yep. You know what I mean? Like and if you have to, you know, find other women who's been in this situation as you to bind together, if you gotta write a letter and ask for it to be anonymous, I mean, whatever that's going to vindicate you. You know what I mean? But you got you. If it has bothered you to the point where it has altered your life, you have to speak up. You have to. That's the only way that we're gonna have change, yo. Like you wait in twenty, thirty years later, like. Yeah. That I mean, I'm not saying it can't do anything, but especially at that time, it probably was happening more. And it's, at it's, that time, it's time sensitive because I think about it like this: just like there's children who feel like they're alone when they're bullied. There's women who feel like they're alone in this whole sexual harassment and sexual abuse thing that happens. So for me, it's like me, if I have, if it happened to me, maybe I, me having the courage and speaking up will influence you to say, I can speak my truth when, in whatever time it happened. You know what I mean? There's people of that era that needed to hear that 20 years ago that didn't have anybody. And now they see it, and so they're coming out now. You know what I mean? Like, don't play me. I will sue you. I will sue you, your grandmother, your grandfather, your grandchildren, your unborn children, the entire business. I mean, when I'm telling you I'm going in, I'm going in. I may even, may even subject myself so I can take pictures and have concrete evidence. Because you're going down, player. You're going down. In the worst way. In the worst way. But anyway, uh, I would love to end with uh, our quote of the day. Mm-hmm. And mine is, kick a dude in the balls, shoot a dude in the toe, run to HR office, take down the whole business while you sip your coffee in your office. And that's my quote for the day. What the fuck? <laughs> He was expecting something else. I don't know what I was expecting, but that wasn't it. Son, you got to do what you got to do. All right. Sometimes you might have to kick a dude in the balls if he if it happens to you. Sometimes you might got to shoot a dude in the toe. Because let's think about this for a second, right? If you're a woman who's married and you go home and tell your husband, if he loves you, what you think is going to happen? What you think is going to happen? Hmm. Let's get real right now, son. Oh. Looks like you have an episode. Yes. And you got to take down the whole office while you still got your job. Okay. All right. No? We didn't get that from my quote? Got you, got you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well. That was sideways shade, everyone. I'm just going to, I was going to give a quote, but I'm not going to give a quote now. Okay. I'm just going to give you a couple of things that you may not know are considered rape culture. 
So we're going to go with victim blaming. We're going to go with flashing or exposing yourself, cat calling, um, rape jokes, unsolicited dick pics, stealthing, which is when a man takes off a condom without you knowing. That is definitely a part What's of it the called? stealthing. Spell it. Like to be stealth, you know? No, I never heard that word in okay. my life. Um, yeah. Those are some of the things. Revenge porn, stalking, following. The dick pics is definitely. Revenge porn? Yeah, it's definitely a part of the rape culture. As in we shot a porn and now you're going to show it to the world? And I didn't, I didn't authorize with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, groping, safe word violations, non-consensual photos or videos, lots of things. Intolerance of this behavior supports the excuses of those higher up and to change the outcomes we must change the culture. Mm. If you see something, say something and start the conversation today. 11th principle concept.org. But if you choose to um, shoot a porn, the consequences, the consequences. And that's all I have to say about that. But legally, you can still <laughs> shut it down. Contact Lisa Bloom. <laughs> Contact like China. No. Contact Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Done. I mean, you know, let it work for you. If you're down with it, let it work for you. But if okay. not, you have options. Mm. Yeah, limited ones because ain't nobody told you to shoot no damn porn. Mm. Well, <sighs> well, that was today. Yeah. I learned a lot. Did you? Yeah, I did. Mm-mm. You sound like you wasn't into today. I wasn't. <laughs> you don't want to talk about sexual harassment in the rape culture? I think it makes me itchy. Oh, Lord it's Jesus. uncomfortable. Well, we hope that every one of our listeners learned something and um, became more powerful in who you are as a woman. Mm -hmm. And to the men, control your dicks and control the shit you say. You know, for all the men listeners, because we have way more uh, men listeners than we do women. So I would love for you guys to chime in. Tell us what you think about sexual harassment in the workplace. Do you think that um, it's fair? Or do you think it's, like, just ridiculous and out of hand? Yeah. You know, give us some feedback. Send us an email. DM us on Instagram. Uh, however way you want to contact us. And let us know how you feel about it. We'd really, really love for you to chime in and let us know. All right. And where can they find us, Mina? You know, Her and Her Podcast <laughs> on Instagram. Her and Her Podcast on SoundCloud. And Her and Her Podcast iTunes uh, podcast platform. Um, yeah, like, subscribe, follow, and share. That's Mrs. Enthusiasm today. <laughs> we love you guys. We're 